0: Welcome to All Things Erie from Erie PA. I'm Kathy, your host, and today we're going to the paranormal side. We don't often do that. However, sometimes we need to just go and take a bit of a break while working on cases, and this one seemed like a good one. Just a bit of a heads up, I won't be doing an episode next week. I'll be taking a bit of a break because of the 4th of July, and that my birthday is also on the 6th, so I get to celebrate hopefully, with some fireworks and food. It always have been, has been that way for my birthday and to nurse my foot from surgery. It starts the countdown for fall, which is my favorite time of year. The start of pumpkin lattes and the beginning of school, warm days and crisp, cool nights. Going to festivals to get jars of jellies and jams to compare with my own. And summer, I will be canning since I wasn't able to last year. But enough about what my favorites are and on to the paranormal, which also come into play during the fall, which leads to Halloween. That's if we get to have Halloween this year. You know, everybody's living the pandemic life, even if you get to have a little dress up of your own at home. Now on to what we're talking about this week, which is the legend of the white lady or legends What we need to ask ourselves first is what is or who is the white lady anyway? Legend says that the white lady is a female ghost that is reportedly dressed all in white and seen typically in rural areas that have been associated with some kind of tragedy. But what types of tragedy? That is the gist of this podcast today and we will go over a few legends and why they are called white ladies. These legends are found all over the world, but more often in parts of the United States, Ireland, Great Britain. They are also found in Brazil, parts of Central America, and Mexico. Most common theme to the legend is the loss of a daughter, husband, or father with a sense of purity before their death, as opposed to the Red Lady, or Lady in Red, who is attributed to a jilted lover or a prostitute who, who had been killed in a fit, killed in a fit of passion. The most popular legend of a white lady is said to appear by day as well as night in a house in which a family member is soon to die. She can also appear within photos just before or after death. These spirits are said to be the ghosts of deceased ancestors. In Brazil, you have Dame Branca or Mueller de Branco in Portuguese. The Brazilian lady in white who is said to be the ghost of a young woman who died of childbirth or violent causes. Legend says she appears as a pale woman in a long white dress, obviously, or sleeping gown. She doesn't speak normally, but will sometimes recount her misfortunes. Some say this ghost is related, a combination to violent deaths of a young white woman who were murdered by their fathers or husbands in an honor killing. And the most frequent, frequent reasons for the honor killing were adultery, actual or suspected, denial of sex or abuse. Now, yes, you heard me correctly, denying one one's husband of sex was a reason to be beaten to death. Imagine what they would think now with the freedoms that women have, at least in the US anyways. They must be rolling in their graves over and over again, which I hope they are, pigs that they were. The women could not have had an affair, but you can bet your shit that those men were allowed to have one because it was their, quote unquote, right as a man, which is total horseshit. In one description, one woman was starved to death because her husband suspected she was being that she was in love with a black slave and only gave her stewed meat of his corpse for food. And this is from Montero Labato, his book, You Uri- Now, going to Canada, one popular legend claims that the surrounding of Mamorsi Falls near Quebec City are haunted by a white lady. And she is said to be the spirit of a young Canadian woman whose soon-to-be husband was killed in the Battle of Beaumont against the British. According to legend, the couple would meet near the top of the falls, and this is where the grieving woman chose to end her life by throwing herself into raging waters while wearing her wedding dress that she had made for her upcoming wedding. A smaller waterfall in the vicinity now bears the name Chute de la Blanche, White Lady Waterfalls, which is referenced to this legend. In the Czech Republic, their legend of the White Lady is about a ghost of Percha Rosberg Castle, 1429 to 1476. Now, the castle itself is considered one of the oldest castles in Bohemia and is mentioned actually as far back as 1253. Percha of Rosberg was the daughter of an important Czech nobleman, Uldrich II of Rosberg. Percha married another nobleman, which, obviously, not uncommon at this time, Jean of Liechtenstein. John of Liechtenstein, in 1449, the marriage for Percha was not a happy one. Which, when of the noble class, they didn't marry for love for the most part. They married for more money and high, higher social standing, but. That was the case at this point. I mean, that you know, you looked at where you were in your life, you wanted to have your children to have more, and you married to have higher social standing. But for Percha herself, the reason why her marriage was so unhappy was because Percha's father was reluctant to pay Percha's agreed dowry, which a dowry was what or how much a woman's worth was determined or bought to her new family and now legend said that on Percha's husband's deathbed he had asked her for forgiveness for his treatment of her during their marriage now Percha refused and her husband cursed her and this is why Percha haunts his holdings which include, Chesky Kromlov Castle, where Percha is most often seen. While married, Percha wrote many letters to not just her father, but to her brothers as well, and it gave them a colorful description of her unhappy life. And there are 32 of these letters that have been handed down and have survived over the years. And these letters certainly do give you a look of what it was like being a female, even a noblewoman in this time. Now, remember, Percha was a female woman living in this time period and she knew how to read and write. So that gave her a better standing than what most women even had. And there were several stories and a book written about Percha, which I'll have that information in the in the information on my Facebook page about her. And it was extremely, extremely inform interesting because it goes into more information about purchase life, about how her family treated her, about her mother-in-law, which, you know, some of us, we, you know, have had that in the past where we had that horrid mother, mother-in-law purchase went above and beyond. Now in Estonia, the most famous white lady resides in Hapslo castle or the bishop's castle. This white lady is said to be the one with whom a canon or a priest they had fallen in love, which just having contact with a woman is breaking a rule. This relationship had gone on for a while, which by reading these stories, it didn't seem to be uncommon, although it was forbidden. And the relationship had gone on for a while However, when the bishop of Oslo, Wul, visited Hafslo, he figured it out, so it must have been very obvious. The bishop ordered both to be starved to death, which a bit cruel for having a relationship with a female, just a relationship. You would think that if this was the man's first offense, that he would have been given an option to leave the priesthood or just kicked out, but no, it was death. And personally, I think this is why a lot of people have a problem with religion to have that much control over people and then to be able to take their lives by such means. Anyways, back to the legend, the bishop had the canon or priest locked inside a prison cell and his lover was encased inside of one of the chapel walls where they just let her scream out in vain for several days before she died. And to this day, it is said that the white lady is said to be looking out of the tree's window in grief for her beloved. And on a clear August full moon night, it is where when she can be seen. Now, to me, that's especially cruel because it's an area where people would have heard her. That whole entire time. <sighs> Now on to we're on to Germany, where a white lady was first seen, reportedly in the Berlin Schloss, or Berlin City Palace, in 1625, and those sightings continued up to 1790. And the castle was used as the residence of the kings of Prussia, so the lady was linked to several historical figures. Now, one of them was the Countess Conkinda K- of Orlamonde, born. Le, Grive of Lichtenberg, who was believed to have murdered her two young children since she believed they stood in the way of her marriage to Albert of Nuremberg, which caused the Countess to feel extremely guilty. However, there's more to the story than just that. It was said that the Countess felt so guilty that she went to Rome where the Pope promised to forgive her if the Countess would devote her life to monastic work. Basically, she was to go and live in a monastery for the rest of her life. In some versions of the story, the Countess died trying to walk on her knees from Plassenburg to the Valley of Bernick to establish a monastery. In others, she did found a monastery called Heaven's Crown, but died in her early 30s. And ever since, she has haunted all the castles of the dynasty of Hosen. Zollern and can be and can bring bad luck or foreshadow misfortune. There have even been some stories of those who wanted to get rid of the visiting ruler and his court. The white lady would mysteriously just show up and people would put on a white gown and roam around the dark corridors and chambers. One unfortunate person was was being quote-unquote haunted either fell down the stairs or was pushed, depending on who who tells the stories. Either way, he broke his neck from the fall. But if you look at the actual records, they do not line up with the legend at all. The only countess who was married to Count Otto was in 1321, and he died in 1341. And they never had any children. As far as the monastery, it's name was Heaven's Throne and she found it earlier and the Countess died there in 1385 and she was in her 70s. And as for Albright, he wouldn't have had the Countess because she would have come to him virtually penniless. The Countess inherited nothing. Another Count did. So, so much for true love if there was any at all. The next white lady legend, there was a prince from Westphalia who was off fighting in the 30-year war. The prince was a, While the prince was away, his wife had taken a lover and fell in love with him, and who happened to be the minstrel. The prince had come back and caught the two together. The prince, obviously furious, drowned the minstrel in the moat. The prince then took his wife and encased her in a wall behind the manor. I'm thinking a small room, like since there was so much food and water. And with enough food and water for her to be there a while so she wouldn't cheat on him again, And he then left and went back to return to fight in the war, but with one thing. He didn't tell anyone about it, which I find hard to believe that none of the servants knew about it because servants know everything that go on within a manor, palace, or castle. But anyways, the prince died in battle and came back. And back at the manor, the wife ran out of food and water, and then she died of starvation. It's her spirit that roams the manor. And when the manor was renovated, the new owner had the builders tear down the wall that the prince had his wife encased in. The next day, the same worker who tore down the wall was working on the roof and fell and broke his back and died. The manor is called Haas. Going to Hungary, the white lady was a ghost of a young girl or young woman that died violently. Usually young women that committed suicide were murdered or died while in prison. The ghost is usually bound to a specific place, location, and often identified as a specific person. Now, the example they given that they gave was Elizabeth Bathelroy, but she cannot be a white lady. She would be someone who would have created white ladies. And that woman herself was Satan incarnate. She took absolute delight in torture. The next white lady was the, the white lady of Kinsale. Now, the legend says that one of the fort soldiers married a local girl and they stayed at the fort for their wedding night. The soldier had watch duty that night and became drunk from that day's celebrations and fell asleep on duty. Other soldiers in the fort found him asleep while on duty, and following the rules of those days, shot him at his post, and when his new bride heard about her husband's death, she flung herself from one of the fort's walls. Many years after the tragedy, the white lady was seen wandering through Charles' fort by soldiers and their families, especially children. There were two sergeants who were were packing up equipment, when one of their daughters asked who the white lady smiling at her was. Neither men saw anything, but the girl was adamant that there was a woman in a white dress looking at her, which was a dangerous time period to be doing this. Witches. Another time a nurse saw the white lady standing over the bed of a sleeping child. So, then we go on to the White Lady of Malta. And that is of a female ghost that lives in the Verdala Palace in the small forest of Busket Rabat Malta. And legend says that a woman was to be married to a man she did not love. Her father told her that she must always do as her fiance said, and he was as he was soon to be her husband. The woman committed suicide on the day of her wedding. She jumped off the balcony She's the white lady because she wore her wedding dress on the day of her death. She haunts Verdala Palace, and many people who attend the August Moon Ball confirm that she does indeed appear in the palace. Now, I know this was a shorter podcast this week, and I hope you had fun with these. There are many, many, many more white lady Stories. There's even some around here in the Pennsylvania area. There's one in Altoona. There's one up in New York. There are many, many. I hope you enjoyed it. I know it was different than what I I normally do. I'm going to be doing research while I'm off on break. And as usual, if this is your first time listening, please go back and download the other podcasts and take a listen. They're available on these platforms, podbean.com, iTunes, Facebook, and Spotify at all things eerie from eerie pa that's Erie with three e's and i'm on twitter and instagram at k-a-t-h-y-b-r-d-l-y my sources will be on my facebook page please take care of yourself stay healthy this is kathy signing off